G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We've got the Rose Hill meeting. We had the Cornwall Classic there on Saturday on what was a drying track uh, and nice conditions for the first time in quite a while in Sydney, but uh, to help us find a few winners going forward, here's Mark Sheen, Mark Roden and Rob Scurry. Mark Sheen, if I start with yourself, uh, overall, how'd you see the day? Uh, yeah, well, the inside obviously off there. Um, we got a good guide from that from the first uh, first race and then I think the second race confirmed it, so... Um, I'm not sure you could come, you know, right around the outside, but they didn't the last, I suppose, but um, sort of up and in and then cutting the corner seemed to be uh, probably the best place to be. Uh, we had a good meeting at uh, Canberra yesterday as well, so plenty of action uh, over the weekend. Yep, Mark Roden, uh, we certainly saw some decent performances there and some pretty strong figures on punting form started, that's for sure. Yeah, um, very good run by the filly. Uh, she's extreme. Uh, she has to back up seven days later to win the Golden Super, but on figures, she's right in that race. Uh, good days racing overall, but um, especially when you combine it with the results from Flemington, I reckon the bookmakers must have absolutely filled up because yeah. plenty of uh, well-backed and short-priced horses hit the deck. Some of them won, like Taxu was well-backed and won, but a lot of a lot of favourites hit the deck there. Yeah, exactly. And Rob, how'd you find in the yard? I had a new spot. I was, I was down with the uh, the movers and shakers of the members. Um, I wasn't allowed to my normal spot, but um, yeah, look, it, 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 I made a mistake uh, about race five, I think, with with not backing um, Stockman. Um, and uh, yeah, so after that, I just sort of yeah didn't didn't go as well as I would have liked. But um, yeah, it was, it was a good day. It was good to have some decent weather. And um, yeah, the, the track's always hard. With you know, I was thinking for race one, it'll probably you know on fence like last time, and and I was completely wrong. So you know, it's. It's hard to know. Okay, well, let's start with race two. It was for the two-year-old fillies over 1,200. And look, fast tempo here. They've gone best part of four lengths fast to the 600. And look, she's extremes. Put the biggest two-year-old figure on the board here uh, coming out of Sydney. Rob, just run us through some of these in terms of type. Yeah, she looked uh, the winner. Uh, I couldn't find anything wrong with her. She looked sharp to me. She looked happy to be there. She had good condition on her. So, um. I was happy enough to, um, you know, back the drift, so to speak. Um, uh, look, my old girl, Miss uh, Fabergé, is a bit, this is a smallish type. Uh, I thought she was better at the first run when she was um, maybe a bit unlucky that day. Um, but, yeah, uh, look, not, don't think much of the Godolphin horse, Magic Carpet, outside the winner. Um, yeah, I'd be interested with what Mark Sheen thinks, but I, I, I uh, thought the, the only other small player I had was this um, thing that ran last, a toyn. A tone, no. Anyway, the seven. Um, I thought that that horse had had something, but obviously didn't handle the track or something went missed with it because it seems to have run, you know, well, well last. Mark Sheen, how did you find this uh, two-year-old? You obviously threw it out there on the previous show. Yeah, and uh, as I said to you boys uh, before we came on air, I'm not going to tell you what price it took because uh, it's certainly <laughs> embarrassing now considering it SP 350 and was even better on the fair. Um, I thought it was an odds-on chance in the morning and they were starting to back things that had run second last at Fleming, at the Caulfield and and the thing that had trolled hopelessly was $11 into seven. So I'd, I was scratching my head. Um, look, uh, she's a nice filly. Um, she does love the wet track. Um, whether we're going to get as much rain to really get a heavy track on Saturday, I suppose it's not going to dry out that much. It's still going to be rain-affected to some extent, you would think. Um, I think Swift Sweet's a nice filly. She's a big, strong girl. Um, I thought she went a lot better at Canterbury when they rode her back and they elected to ride her a little bit forward on Saturday. And She was posted wide without cover. I think she's uh, not a bad filly. Um, and, you know, she's probably on the cusp of maybe black type to Saturday company. 
And this Yankee hustle um, took my eye in the yard. Uh, I think she'll be suited when she gets to 14 or 1600 metres. She uh, hit the line well. She's an American fairer. I just found the 1200 a bit short, but she was coming back in distance from Newcastle. And I think once she gets up in trip, um, she'll be suited when she gets to 14 or 16. Okay. And uh, Mark Roden, just going off the, the figure on the quick backup, it is on the heavy track, obviously. So I guess there is a small query there, but um, you know, likely similar conditions this Saturday. You'd have to say that this horse is up to its eyeballs, but it's uh, been a very difficult two-year-old year trying to find a standout, isn't it? Uh, certainly. Um, look, I think at the price, I just had a quick glance then, she's $11 for the slipper. I'm looking at some of the horses that are shorter than her. Uh, I think I'd almost have to back her and just... Hmm. Trust the figure and hope she can back it up seven days later. It was a dominant win. She was never going to lose. If Mark thought she was an odds-on chance in the morning, he must have thought she was about a tens-on chance at the 600 because she was absolutely trucking it behind it. Um, just a matter of uh, if she let down when he hit the button and that she did. Um, yeah, $11, good price. Just Am I missing something? It looks a good price. Okay. Well, uh, the Colts and Geldings in race three, very slow tempo here, five and a half lengths slow to the 600. And look, the leaders just managed to control this and... Hold off sweet ride there, Rise of the Masses, uh, was the winner and Magic was in third. Rob, what do you think of these bunch? Uh, I thought the, 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 the Quinella both looked a bit fresh to me, especially sweet ride. Um, it looked like it would it was um, you know needed needed the run a little bit and maybe that's got maybe the first and second have got something, but you know, as the figures and time suggest the Colts are, are way off the pace. Um, whether Ma- Magic looked as good as he did when he had his first start, I'm not sure. Um, I got sucked into him. I thought, you know, back to the drift in the last one, and I went again. Um, as, I, as I thought, maybe he, he had a class edge on them, not to be. Um, the other one I didn't I liked in the race was the five, Williamsburg. He's sort of a rangy style of two. Or two. <clears> maybe he doesn't appreciate the, um, the soft track, so maybe you could forgive him and... Um, Peace officer, I'm, I'm going off him a little bit. He, he's not parading um, pro- professional enough for me. But look, I, I'll, there's something, they've got something, the one and the two. I think they're both to be in the slipper next week. And um, yeah, look, they can, they've certainly ticked the wet track box and um, they've both got improvement to come with fitness, I think. Mark Shen, are you following any of these uh, cults of vehicles? No, I think they're absolutely legless. <laughs> Well, they ran a second slower than the mm. Phillies at uh, at Randwick, and they ran a second slower than the Phillies again here. They're dead set midweekers. Yep. And Mark Roden, uh, that's certainly a way, like you're having a look at the slow tempo here and just having a look at the final splits, and it's nothing that takes your eye. No. Um, look, the, what we might have learned about Magic is that he either needs a dryer or he needs a very fast pace mm. because he looked, he looked very one-paced on Saturday off the slow tempo. Um yeah, he might need just a real sort of last man standing affair where they've gone too hard up, up front because he doesn't have a turn of foot uh, on wet ground at least. Um, yeah, I think the clock says it all here. Yep. Uh, another slow race in race four. Uh, the, the Ajax over 1,500. Uh, <laughs> look, five lengths slow to the 600. And again, just just Folk was on pace. Uh, Ellsberg was outside of the leader and they fought it out the finish. Uh, Rob, how do you see this group in the yard? Oh, look, you know, I've got a history with Ellsberg. He's, he's one of the best-looking horses in Sydney, um, but I, I I couldn't come into him. I just, just just was too – I was guarded. I thought the winner – he's actually my horse to follow out of the meeting. I thought he looked slightly underdone. Um, he's obviously a very good wet tracker, but I think, he, you know, he'll likely get a wet track in the Doncaster, and he, he might be a show in a race like that. Um, Ellsberg, is, is he just a control freak? Does he just have to lead? 
Um, the betting in the run suggested not, as he was trading, you know, in the red all the way around, just about. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think he's much better when he gets his own way. Uh, Kiku parades like she does. I hadn't seen brutality parade much, any better than that. Uh, Yairi Falls probably needs a, a firmer track. Um, Blue Soldier, I'm not sure if it's got anything. Yeah, Mark Sheen, what did you think of this race? Yeah, well, uh, look, I had just spoke on top of my ratings, but um, as I said on the previous show, he'd, he'd had that setback and had four weeks between runs, which which uh, put me off him. Uh, Ellsbury paraded beautifully, but um, just didn't get control here. Uh, Blue Soldier led him, and that probably cost him the race, really. He wasn't able to dominate and kick when he wanted to. Um, away from that, Brutality's probably just waiting for Joe Pride to put the blinkers back on, uh, and they pressed the button again, so... Just the tempo of the race probably was against him, uh, second up. Uh, yeah, not much you can say. Probably first and second dominated the race, and you know they're the two to go forward in the better races. Yep, Mark Roden. Any of uh, these runners pose an interest going forward? Um, I think you can't really say you've been stiff with Ellsberg, but uh, if you backed him, um, but he, he's gone very well again, uh, considering everything. Yeah, the pace played into his hands, but he wasn't leading, which he probably prefers to do. But he still ran pretty, pretty well up to what he did last time, and he's just run into a superior wet tracker on the day, I think, and beaten, you know, beaten third by two and a half lengths. So <clears throat> there was nothing wrong with his performance. Just folk obviously is in anything when it, uh, the track gets wet. Um, and I'll just make mention, uh, probably the trainer that's getting his horses to improve out of all knowledge at the moment is Danny Williams. The horses run fifth, but Del Murray on form was entitled to run about 10 lengths last in this, and it was running past the likes of Saturday winners like Wairiri Falls in the last hundred here and savaging the line. His uh, stable is certainly going very well. Well, great segue, because race five on the card, the Morris McCartan over 1,100, and here's Shelby 66, even tempo, basically one length faster to 600, and look, if you took that last start figure, he hasn't quite run up to that level. He's a couple of lengths off on punning form starter, but it was still well and truly enough to be winning this race, and there he was. But uh, Rob, how did he look in the yard anyway? I thought he looked better the start before, um, and I've, I've fallen into a remark for the first time in my life, um, who looked like he'd filled up, filled out a bit. Um, he, walked, he did half a lap well, and then he kind of started to fire up a bit, and then he raced like that. So... Coming back from a throat op, um, I just think they should just geld this horse and make a racehorse out of him. He's got he's got some talent, and you know, with throat issues, he, he shouldn't really be a stallion. He wouldn't be. They wouldn't allow it in Japan, um, which is, as you know, I think the uh, you know the, the leading example in horse racing in the world. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, Arif had a right for money, so geld him, make him a, make him a horse. Um, the, se- the second horse continues to, to look and, r- and race really well um, for Bjorn. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, – I don't know how many more runs it's got in, in the can. Uh, I speak of rule of law, obviously. Gravina looked at, at top to me. So, um, Space Boy, I've seen look better. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly interested in Remark and how it parades next time. Sure. Mark Sheen, how do you see this race in the wash-up? Yeah, what was the figure for the early part there, mate? They didn't look to go that that fast in the race. I didn't think. Yeah, uh, just basically even even tempo and yeah. running form started. Not even yeah, one th- length. Yeah. I thought they'd go much quicker. I thought it'd be a bit of a helter skelter affair, um, which probably was against Gravina in the long run because he was coming back in distance. He probably needed them to go a little bit quicker. I think he's gone okay. Was heavily backed. Um, uh, luckily, I saved on the winner just because the figure was there. It was what five kilos clear on its last run, 
So uh, one of the boys could have $8 in the ring there and trade a bit better on the fair. So just had to have a nibble and save the race, uh, luckily. Um, rule of law, very consistent. Had a good run, but tried hard. And as Rob said, remark, well, he just pulled his head off and I don't know, he's a head scratcher. Yep, yep. Uh, Mark Roden, have you quite seen a horse improve this rapidly over the space of four runs? Uh not that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, if you just if you ignored last week and took this run in isolation, you'd say it was an outlier. Yeah. I've got a what is it? Is, is it down a couple on punting form? I've got it down about three. Yeah, about two. Yeah. So we're we're in the same ballpark there. Um, and yeah. a chance of starting in the galaxy this week, apparently. Well, why not? I mean, <laughs> how many how many in a row will that be? It's five in a row. <laughs> five Saturdays in a row. You certainly not to. Um, yeah, as I'm saying, this figure would be an outlier compared to his highway form, and yet it's three lengths off his peak from last week. Just I've never, I have no idea what to do with him. I, as I think I might have said to you on Saturday, completely stupid not backing him at nine dollars when he got to nine dollars on Betfair. Because if you just plugged in the figure from last start, you had him a dollar twenty or something. Yeah. So it was, it was just the most obvious bet of all time, and I managed to miss it. Anyway, live and learn. All right, race six, uh, the Farlap Stakes. Group two over 1,500. Very slow tempo here. Eight lengths slow to the 600. Mr. Mozart settled up second. And uh, obviously the, the horses on speed were the ones that were giving the best kicks. Rob, did you have any interest here? Go again, Rob. You're on mute. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, I thought Fangirl was going to win this for sure on looks. Uh, it just looked perfect to me. Uh, Mr. Mozart looked just looked slightly underdone, which I don't like to see on a, on a wet track. Mm. I could say the same about Never Been Kissed, but um, yeah, luckily I stayed out. Um, I'm sort of jury out on the three-year-old fillies now. Um, maybe they're no good at all, um, but yeah, maybe the, the just the slow tempo was against her. But I thought she was very mm. disappointing, Mark Sheen. It was a funny run race, wasn't it? Nothing really changed position after Mr. Mozart got to the lead there. Oh, i got to agree, I didn't really like the look of him in the yard. I backed him a couple of times uh, in past preparations and uh, like he was on the end of an awful ride at Caulfield, but uh, he certainly bounced back here. He didn't have any wet form, but I suppose he bred to handle it with that breeding. So he got through it and nothing really made ground. Fangirl and Roots were disgraceful. Um, yeah, the first two, three, one, two, three, round the turn, round one, two, three. Mark Roden, uh, look, not a great race to review, just purely off the numbers. No, Mr. Mozart's gone well with you know, all everything in his favour. <coughs> good ride, stacked them up and gave a good, good kick, got home well enough. Probably characters the run of the race. He obviously looking for further run in the BRC Derby, I think, didn't he last spring? Um, I suppose he's heading that way. I'm not sure if he's good enough, but that's why he's heading and he's kicking over all right. Yeah, those fillies are disappointing. There was just no... There was just so much resistance to Fangirl's price. You know, that every time they tried to push it, the, the, the market pushed back on it. It was very, very well-backed, and it's gone terribly. Um, and, well, Roots, the other one, drifted. The stable, mate, interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, was even worse. So... Yeah, I don't know what we I don't know what we do with the form from the race because it was so so slowly run. But uh, you must say the favourite was terribly disappointing. Okay, race seven was the sky high stakes over two thousand metres. Fast tempo here, so three point two lengths fast to the six hundred. And Stockman's run over the top of Mount Popper there in the concluding stages. Rob, you mentioned Stockman earlier. Yeah, look, he just looks you know very. He looks at top. 
as I like to say, um, coat looked good. Um, I was keen to bet in the races. I couldn't have Mountain Popper in a staying race parading like he was. I know he does get towy, but he was in a lather by the time they went onto the course. So um, I ended up backing on mate Skylab, which is a horse I just, just can't make work. Um, this is sort of like, this is my day right here. And um, I just thought, you know, he, he ran well. Skylab, uh, forgive the run. I thought the barrier one played against him. He couldn't quite get off where you swap his run with Stockman. He races on that, that outside spot. I, th- I think he goes close to winning or, but, you know, that's not the way it works. But I, look, I think it's a good run. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Great House looked half run short to me. I couldn't quite give him the perfect waller as I like to, to describe him. Um, he looked a little bit fat, um, so it's a good run. Maybe he can be followed. I could say similar to the, um, about La, La, La Vol, La, uh, the Kiramar horse. I thought that, that looks, looks a nice enough type, but um, I thought it would improve at that run. What's your thoughts here, Mark Sheen? Yeah, I think the whole point of the race was uh, Mount Popper, who um, didn't parade very well at Randwick. He was worse on Saturday. He was a dead set mess, as Rob said, so... Um, you know, he was pretty easy there late uh, in the betting and and looked away from just the way that he walked around in the yard. But he still ran a, a pretty good race under the circumstances. Um, Stockman just got conditions to suit and a very good ride. Got him into a good spot, Sam Clipperton, got him rolling when he needed to. Skylab, as uh, Rob said, just got in an awkward spot and he couldn't pick up. Uh, yeah, I said Friday that, you know, he got pace the other day and then he didn't get pace on Saturday. But I still fell into him. I'm an imbecile. <laughs> Mark Roden, you were keen to be with Mount Popper, and uh, although he looked like he was going to get run over the top, he did keep finding there, and obviously the parade was against him as well. Yeah, I wasn't in a very good mood going into this race. He was my biggest bet of the day. Got the phone call from Mr. Scurry about five minutes before the race, giving me the bad news, and then I actually caught sight of him on TV myself and confirmed it. And, I mean, yeah, he was very, very uh, hot, wasn't he? And it's still nearly one. And I... I'm probably splitting hairs here, but I thought the ride was just a touch timid. I would have rather them up sitting outside and eyeballing Spirit Ridge because they weren't going hard. Uh, but whether that, I mean, he was obviously in such such a state that I don't know whether that would have made the difference at the end. Stockman, a superior wet tracker, got conditions to suit in a good ride and got over the top of him. <coughs> I think Mount, Mount Popper, when the stars align, is two or three lengths better than this field, to be, to be honest. But um, it just didn't pan out for him on Saturday. Still waiting. All right, race eight. Let's finish off with the group one, the Coolmore Classic. Fast tempo, best part of four lengths fast to the 600. Uh, Lighthouse went on with the job, obviously had that run behind. Uh, Forbidden Love last start and has produced a, a good figure here in winning. Rob, how did they parade? Um, most of them pretty well. I thought the winner was maybe better last start uh, when it ran a very credible race. So uh, that put me off. I, I always find Mirror Vision. I love it. Mark Sheen called himself an imbecile, but I'm a bigger imbecile because um, I fell into bloody a tissue, um, which has got a, hist- <laughs> a history of running, uh, of not jumping, and it did it again. Um, and then uh, Espiona as well, which which I just took the took the lead that it would parade poorly when I wasn't there the other week, and it seemed to be parading well. Um, but yeah, that was never a show. So I, I about wanted to leave at this point after a tissue. I felt quite quite sheepish and just sort of wanted to just tail between my legs stuff. But um, you know, you, you got a bat on for the punters. But yeah, it, it's the, the winners. You're obviously a, a good filly, and and you know, I, I'd suggest Mirror Vision will, will go well again and, and promise a success. We'll, we'll find a race somewhere. Machine. 
have to agree with Rob. I thought Lighthouse looked great last week, and she just sweated up a little bit on Saturday, mm. which which um, I was definitely going to have something on her, but uh, I ended up uh, giving her a pass. Um, look, I thought there were two really good runs in this, were Hinged, who was back and wide, no cover, and also Promise of Success. They were both set a massive task, and... I thought they both did a fantastic job to, to make up ground. And it's a head-scratcher when you see Hinge come out of that three-year-old Phillies race the other day where she got all favours and looked to fall in, and they've got Fangirl and Espiona flying home, and they've both gone like bustards yeah. on Saturday, and Hinge has run the race of its life. So, uh, again, a bit of a head-scratcher there. But I thought both uh, Hinged and, and Promise says certainly outstanding runs. I didn't give Espiona much hope, but it didn't go much good. And it's... Uh, it's a worry these fillies, sometimes they don't come back um, yeah. from one year to another. I had a two-year-old that was beaten uh, two heads in the in the size by Taggle and she wouldn't have won a mudgy in next preparation, so it's a head-scratching. Mark Roden? Yeah, um, certainly agree with Mark about Hinged and Promise of Success. Actually, of, of the two, Linda Hinged, I thought... Um, she was uh, she was holding promises of success in the last 20 metres. The promises of success has run just ended on the line, but it was still a very good effort coming from where she did. We did mention those two, uh, promise of success in particular in the previous show, of uh, having good form but bad maps, and that's why it's proved it's cost them there. Nothing wrong with Lighthouse, got the perfect run. Can't really it's run right up to its best, can't knock it at all. Um, interestingly, second winner on this card to come out of the All Stakes, obviously, strong form reference to that race. And yeah, well, I suppose Espiona, I'm a, surely the bubbles burst. I, I I didn't want to have anything to do with it, with the jockey change and the fact she'd been laying in, but she uh, went even far worse than I would have imagined. I, I, I didn't I didn't like it, didn't think she'd win, but I didn't think she'd be getting beaten six lengths either. She is real back to the drawing board material now. I don't think anyone thought she'd be second last on the fence though either, but... Uh... No, they didn't. No, I can, I understand that, but... It, the jockeys were declared on Wednesday. Something was going to go wrong. <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, we'll leave it there. I'll get some horses to follow from each of you. Mark Sheen. Um, yeah, a bit of a tricky day. Look, I think Yankee Hustle, as I said, going up in uh, trip will certainly be one to follow out of race number two. So, yeah, maybe if she finds a Phillies race over 14 um, going forward. Okay. Mark Roden. Um, character. Hinged, and uh, we'll just put a yard watch, won't we, for forever, basically, for every start for the rest of its life on Mount Popper, because one day it's going to come out and race by a couple of times. And uh, Rob, a horse to follow from yourself. I'd say just just folk um, can, you know, expect a wet Doncaster, so it should be in there up to its eyeballs. Um, it's got good improvement in it. And uh, I want to put a yard watch on this thing for Uncle Chris in the last race. I, I, it was the reason I wanted to bet in the race. Not in the last race, in race nine. Um, oh, yeah. Syndicato? Yeah, Syndicato. This looks like a horse that it's got a nice long stride, which I don't think would be suited on a wet track. And it paraded similar to Mount Popper, which is very unlike Uncle Chris. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a yard watch for me. And may, maybe I could say the same about Remark. Okay. That's the thing, uh, Rob, that uh, bolted and did a lap and was a late scratching there at Rose Hill a couple of weeks ago. So it's obviously got a little bit of form in that regard. Mm. All right. Yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. We've got a big week ahead, obviously. Uh, Saturday, Golden Slipper Day, five Group 1s. Mark Sheen, there's not too much rain around, but there is some around. Yeah, I think some predicted uh, small small spits and, uh, every day, I think. So 
I don't know what you'll end up with then. Yeah, that's okay. We'll wait until Friday. We'll preview the five group ones then. Uh, until then, guys, go well. Thank <laughs> you.